Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of visual field defects found under the ophthalmology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin by discussing central scotoma. A scotoma is a noticeable blind spot in a normal visual field. Remember that the normal blind spot is on the retina where the optic nerve is due to no photoreceptors and it is not noticeable. A central scotoma is due to a lesion of the macula. This causes loss of central vision. Now let's discuss optic nerve transection. This results in loss of a nasal and temporal visual field of a single eye, and it is loss of all visual information from that one eye. For a lesion or compression of the optic chiasm, this will result in bitemporal hemianopsia. The patient will be unable to see in the bilateral temporal fields. This is usually caused by a lesion in the optic chiasm. It most commonly is associated with pituitary tumors, but it also occurs with craniopharyngiomas, meningiomas, and anterior communicating artery aneurysms. Now let's discuss lesions of the optic tract. Remember that the optic tract contains visual information from the ipsilateral nasal field and the contralateral temporal field, so a lesion of the optic tract will result in a homonymous hemianopsia. Now let's discuss lesions of Myers loops. Remember that Myers loops innervates the inferior ipsilateral part of the retina, serving the upper contralateral wedge of vision. This is sometimes referred to as a pie in the sky. Now let's discuss dorsal optic radiation lesions. Remember that the dorsal optic radiations innervate the ipsilateral superior part of the retina. This means that the contralateral inferior wedge of vision is lost. And now let's discuss visual cortex lesions. Remember that unilateral lesions of the visual cortex causes vision loss of the contralateral visual field. The central area of vision is often spared because of redundant coverage of this area with the contralateral visual cortex. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to visual field defects, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 61-year-old female presents to the emergency room for a headache and vision loss. She reports a three-hour history of acute onset dull headache. She also says she cannot see out of part of her eye. Her past medical history is notable for hypertension, hyperlipidemia, and a prior myocardial infarction. She takes enalapril, atorvastatin, aspirin, and metoprolol. On exam, she is alert and oriented to person, place, and time. She has 5 out of 5 strength and full sensation to light touch in her bilateral upper and lower extremities. Her brachioradialis, triceps, patellar, and Achilles reflexes are symmetric and 2 plus bilaterally. Fundoscopic exam reveals a normal retina. Visual field exam demonstrates an inability to see in the superior right visual field. This patient's condition is likely due to a lesion in which of the following locations. And the answer choices are Choice 1, optic nerve. Choice 2, optic tract. Choice 3, pituitary gland. Choice 4, parietal lobe. Or choice 5, temporal lobe. The best answer to this question is choice 5, temporal lobe. The patient in this vignette presents with multiple vascular risk factors and an inability to see in her superior right visual field, suggestive of a contralateral superior quadrantinopia 
in the setting of a likely stroke. The most common cause of a contralateral superior quadrantinopia is a temporal lobe lesion. Visual field defects often allow for localization of a lesion to a particular part of the visual pathway. A contralateral superior quadrantinopia, sometimes referred to as a pie in the sky, refers to an inability to see the upper left or right quarter of one's visual field. Given that the inferior optic radiations carry information from that inferior retina, thus the superior visual field, and pass through the temporal lobe via Meyer's loop, a lesion in the temporal lobe will knock out one side of the superior visual field. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. The optic nerve contains visual information from the ipsilateral eye. A lesion in the optic nerve will lead to monocular vision loss. Choice 2. The optic tract contains visual information from the ipsilateral nasal field. A lesion in the optic tract will lead to a homonymous hemianopia. Choice 3. The pituitary gland can compress the optic chiasm, the crossing point of the optic nerves of each eye. A lesion arising from the pituitary gland, such as a pituitary adenoma or craniopharyngioma, will lead to bitemporal hemianopia. Choice 4. The parietal lobe contains the superior optic radiations. These transmit visual information from the inferior visual fields. A lesion in the parietal lobe will therefore lead to a contralateral inferior quadrantinopia. Finally, a bullet summary. Contralateral superior quadrantinopia stems from a lesion in Meyer's loop in the temporal lobe. That's all for this review about visual field defects. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.